Chapter 8 of Hagar's Daughter, A Story of Southern Caste Prejudice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hagar's Daughter, A Story of Southern Caste Prejudice by Pauline Hopkins. Chapter 8 it will be remembered that on february fourth eighteen sixty one a provisional government was formed for the confederate states of america this provisional government was soon superseded by a permanent one under whose constitution jefferson davis alexander h stevens and other officials were to serve six years from february twenty second eighteen sixty two a peace congress composed of delegates from twenty states held a session for three weeks at washington in february eighteen sixty two in march same year a commission also went to the capital city to negotiate for a settlement of difficulties but all these overtures failed being called to washington as a leading delegate with power to help settle all these great questions that were then agitating the country st clair ensign and walker decided that it would be best to close the hall leaving isaac aunt henny and marthy in charge of the house and take the rest of the hands to washington where so many rich and influential men would congregate from the most southern parts of the country that they would be assured of quick sales and large profits on the morning of departure a small colony of black men and women sat and stood about the familiar grounds stunned and hopeless here most of them were born and here they had hoped to die and be buried the unknown future was a gulf of despair ellis was a good master kind and considerate their sincere mourning for him was mingled with grief at their own fate in the midst of a motley group hagar stood with her child clasped in her arms hopeless despairing she had felt her degradation before but not until now had she drained the bitter cup of misery ellis ensign's lawyer had questioned her about her husband's business did he give you free papers with a pitying glance at the fair crushed woman when he returned he intended to take me and the child abroad after making ample settlements the legal gentleman sighed it was a great oversight a great mistake so no papers bearing on the case being found all the sergeant fortune reverted by law to the master nothing could be done then began the humiliating journey to washington herding with slaves confined in pens like cattle the delicately nurtured lady tasted the torments of those accursed her brain grew wild she folded her infant closer to her breast sang whispered laughed and wept upon reaching the private slave pen a number of which then disgraced the national capital she fell into a state of melancholy from which nothing aroused her but the needs of the child a purchaser was soon found for the handsome slave in a new orleans merchant who agreed to take the child too for the sake of getting the mother out of the city without trouble at the dusk of the evening previous to the day she was to be sent off as the prison was being closed for the night hagar with her child closely clasped in her arms darted past the keeper and ran for her life 
it was not far from the prison to the long bridge which passed from the lower part of the city across the potomac to the forests of arlington heights thither the fugitive directed her flight the keeper by this time had recovered from the confusion incident to such a daring and unexpected attempt he rallied his assistance and started in pursuit on and on she flew seeming tireless in her desperate resolve it was an hour when horses could not easily be obtained no bloodhounds were at hand to run her down it was a trial of speed and endurance the pursuers raised the hue and cry as they followed gaining steadily upon the fugitive astonished citizens poured forth from their dwellings to learn the cause of the alarm and learning the nature of the case fell in with the motley throng in pursuit with the speed of a bird having passed the avenue she began to gain and presently she was upon the long bridge panting gasping she hushed her babe appealed to god in broken sentences and gathered all her courage to dash across the bridge and lose herself in the friendly shelter of the woods oh will she can she make it already her heart began to beat high with hope courage she had only to pass three-quarters of a mile more and all would be well the woods would shelter her night would cover her and save her just as the pursuers passed the draw they beheld three men slowly approaching from the virginia shore they called to them to help arrest the runaway slave as she drew near they formed a line across the bridge to intercept her now the panting woman hard pressed on every side suddenly stopped she looked wildly and anxiously around to see if all hope were indeed gone far below the ridge rolled the dark waters sullen angry threatening before and behind were the voices of the profane inhuman monsters into whose hands she must inevitably fall her resolution was taken she kissed her babe clasped it convulsively in her arms saying alas poor innocent there is one gift for thee yet left for your unfortunate mother to bestow it is death better so than the fate reserved for us both then she raised her tearful imploring eyes to heaven as if seeking for mercy and compassion and with one bound sprang over the railing of the bridge and sank beneath the waters of the potomac river End of chapter eight